Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risk Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Vikas Malhotra, who is CEO and founder of Ewe Earth. Welcome to the podcast, Vikas. Oh, thank you, Elle. Hi. Hi, it's great to have you. We saw you at the Sharing Economy Global Summit, which was just last month, and it was great to have you there. Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was it was really insightful. Uh, a, a fantastic event, and I think I learned a lot in those two days. That's really good to hear. And Iwi Earth is, in fact, a, a member of, of Sharing Economy UK, and it was actually your your first summit that you've been to, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 And did, did, were any particular sessions, did you feel most valuable or what, what did you enjoy? Uh, I uh, was astounded at the, um, the focus in, in, in the whole sharing economy um, space on insurance and how big uh, an issue that is. There were lots mm-hmm. of companies in terms of providers or users who were there uh, to talk about insurance and how uh, risk is being dealt with uh, by all the members of the sharing economy. The yeah. other aspect that I really enjoyed was some of the um, innovative founders who were there. Uh, you know, it's always good to meet people who are of the same ilk and who are doing uh, things which astound you every now and then. I thought I'd never be surprised, but I was. <laughs> People who are talking about how, I mean, car share is now a big thing, but the statistics on 94 or 95% of car time is never, ever used, uh, you know, makes you really sit up and wonder. So, yeah, fantastic event. Great. I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. And I I feel the same. I I think I've seen it all when it comes to the gig and sharing economy. And then a platform comes along and I think, wow. And it almost feels like quite often you think, why has no one thought of this before? It suddenly seems quite obvious. And that's what I love about the innovation in this space. Speaking of which, we need to hear about <coughs> Iwi and what you are doing, because this is a really innovative platform in the gig space. So tell me, how long have you been going and when did you come up with the idea? Uh, so I've had a bit of an aha moment a couple of years back. Uh, I used to be head of projects for Ache, which is uh, a large French media company. And I was sat in um, in the annual conference with Ache, uh, and th- there was some statistics being thrown about about how annual results and things, how Amazon is doing, how goods and services. And there were two numbers which came out of there, which I don't think anybody else sort of bothered about, but I really picked on. And the first is that in a typical Western economy, um, 72% of uh so, you know, the GDP is services. I think everybody knows that, 70%. You know, goods are 30%, services are 70%. It's true for the UK. It's true for uh, 
a large part of the US to a lesser degree and, and lots of other Western economies. But when you look at e-commerce, it's only 14% of e-commerce is services. So you think, well, there's 72% of stuff there in services, but only 14% of it is being sold successfully online, which makes you sit up and wonder, there is a gap in there, isn't there, for more services to be sold online? Um, obviously, did, not, did nothing about that. I was in a role. Uh, but a couple of years later, I was working for the Prime Minister's Cabinet Office. Uh, Michael Gove has... Uh, was uh, championing the leveling up agenda at the time. And I was heading a project for taking uh, Her Majesty's Treasury out of London into the north of England. And you could see the, uh, you know, the difference in uh, economic conditions between the north and the south, where the concept of nine to five jobs is on a plateau. In fact, it's people say there's a 2% growth or 3% growth in economy. There isn't. Um, and if you put two together, my experience from you know the media company and mm-hmm. the office, uh, it, it started making me think about there is so much you can do about services online and especially getting people into work other than nine to five. So that's where EB Earth was born. Uh, and that's what I've been doing for the last one and a half years. And now it's a reality. That's fascinating. And uh, I mean, when we talk about the, the gig economy, just for a second here, before we, we get to, to uh, before we get on to, to Iwi specifically, when we talk about the gig economy, what do you think people think of when they hear about the gig economy? And what do you think that the gig economy really is? I mean, I could tell you what I think about that, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, because I think sometimes there's a there's a kind of, there's a gap between what, what the general public consider to be gig work and what it really encompasses. You know, I would never go up against you in trying to define gig work. <laughs> but I'll give it my try. Um, I think... There's something to do with terminology as well, because if there are a couple of words that are thrown about. Uh, the first word is gig, which a lot of people seem to still think it's a music concert, but it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but people seem to think that a gig is something done by fashionable or trendy people. Right? People don't associate mowing somebody's lawn with a gig. So it's, it's not yet arrived. It's, the, it's not been coined. Then there's a word called freelancer, which most people think is a software person. Right, or somebody doing your logos online or something. And the third is part-time work. Now, I would say that as opposed to the standard nine-to-five, you know, where you have perm and temp, the gig economy still hasn't arrived. It isn't yet coined where people can um, you know, recognize it as a profession. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, if you look at statistics, 4.8 million people work in the gig economy every week in this country. So that's something like, uh, my maths is poor, it's point, uh, you know, 8% of people of the country making it the third largest employer after finance and distribution or retail in the country. But it's still not recognized as something that is a mainstream profession. Do you think to, to add to that, and I agree with what, what you're saying there about these these different sort of types of, of terminology and how we're not quite arrived really on something that everyone understands and everyone is comfortable with. But to add to that, don't you think that there's some stigma attached here? Because people often think of gig work 
um, as being maybe um, poorly paid, uh, zero hours contracts, and specifically, I think, associated with delivery and um, rideshare, particularly. Whereas it's much bigger than that, but that's what grabs the headlines, isn't it? You know, I'll give you a little funny story here. If if you were, I come from India, and if 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 uh, you you said you were a gig worker in India, nobody would give their daughter to you in marriage. Yeah, so <laughs> because it's it's it almost sounds like you don't have a steady job, mm-hmm. right? and and people still associate a nine to five job with oh that stability. Whereas if you look at it, people in nine to five jobs. Uh, they aren't uh, wages aren't really rising and also what they stop you from doing is from unlocking your potential people have a lot more to offer in terms of work than just what a job offers them so i think that the next decade is the gig workers decade because it will show how people in the gig economy will make and as much if not more money than they could in a job. And they'll also be able to maintain a much better work-life balance because they'll be able to work when they want to, when their circumstances allow them to, and and exploit the skills that they have. So I think it's coming. And this is where Iwi Earth comes in, presumably, and this is the vision that you have. So you talked about your aha moment. How did you go from from that and you know putting this you know together into an actual idea to where you are now what was what was the journey uh, so one one thing that's fortunate is that i i uh, although not having uh, studied technology i have been working in technology for the last 10 15 years so uh, the first thing um was to create the products. So I had the vision of what, how EV would be different from um, all the others which are out there platforms. There had to be something different and something better, mm-hmm. innovative. So uh, I think the first year was spent in designing and scoping and creating those products. Brought a team of people in who uh, very, very competent people who work from across the world. I hired people, funnily enough, on a gig platform and got to work for me across the world from India to Italy uh, to the US. Um, and uh, we, we put a line in the sand and said, by the end of 2021, we should, or somewhere in 22, we should have EV as a product available to us, which is what we did. I've also been fortunate because uh, I then managed to attract uh, and collate uh, a set of people who now guide us on the board, people who are um, industry leaders in their own right, and who have helped me shape uh, the strategy on how to take the product into the real world and make it a reality. I have been very, very fortunate like that. So I have been it's on me. And how did you decide what was going to be different about this when you looked at the competitor landscape, when you looked at what other platforms were doing? How did you decide what was going to set UE apart? So I think it was quite, it was almost staring me in the face. So I didn't have to use my limited intelligence there. But it was quite staring. The first thing that was very, very obvious in uh, in the gig platforms which are out there 
uh, without any disrespect, because you know they're all uh, you know fantastic people in their own right, is that they are mostly themed. A lot of a lot of platforms, apart from a few, cater to specific needs and specific professions and skills. So that's the first one, which is that there isn't a variety enough within a, in a typical gig platform. The second thing was it still follows uh, the old, and I'd call it a dinosaur uh, business model of charging people just to meet somebody else. And I think it's unfair. I have, in, uh, in, in over the last 15 years, when I've been working with the majors like Amazon or, or Google or, or fronting up to these people, seen how um, the new age business models of giving people uh, you know, a, a platform or a service for free or giving it out to them, how powerful that is. And, and I just put these two things together uh, and out came EV. So uh, I, 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 th- I think the world is changing. Innovation is coming from all angles and you just have to look out for it um, and you can pull these things together. That's how EV is formed. Brilliant. And tell me a bit about the name, because I'm intrigued as to what Iwi means and where that came from. I'm sure everybody knows how to speak Maori. So <laughs> uh, so the last remaining true tribe, a uh, couple of tribes on earth, uh, is the Maori tribe. Uh, and the word for tribe in Maori is, or a community is Iwi. And that's where uh, we've got the name from. And there's a reason why we chose that. Uh, and that is that we're not just looking to make a brand which sells and expands and does things, but we are looking to create communities. Um, wealth in an economy grows when the social fabric is strong and the social fabric is created at the community level. So the way we will roll EV out is by creating wealth at a local level so people should be able to buy and sell around them and we 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 will demonstrate that effect back to the communities so in a sense we will grow a big cosmos of little communities knitted together and that's why eb i love it i love it and so we, we obviously this is marketplace risk we like to talk a bit about risk and, and and i know at the beginning of our conversation you talked about you know the the all important risk element uh, when it comes to the gig and sharing economy and and i suppose the flip side of that is 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 trust that people want to feel that when they're using platforms like this that they do have that um, feeling of security and that you know they're not just connecting with another random person and anything you know could go wrong that 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 they are protected what have you even at this early stage with iwi what have you considered first of all i think when it comes to people's identity on the platform what have you considered and what steps have you taken when it comes to making sure people are who they say they are okay so uh if, if i could just pull out of this we've we've uh, we've, we've classified our risk uh, categories into three key areas and and we are working on those to establish trust in the platform so the first one of them is identity so it's as simple as 
can you prove who you are? So KYC. And mm-hmm. we've, with, uh, we've signed an agreement with a fantastic company, Verif, and they are uh, going to build an in-app facility to identify people so that we know that the person who comes on is the right person. Now, having jumped over that hoop, a couple of other things can happen. The second is that even though they are the right people, they might inadvertently cause damage or they might cause liability or break something as simple as that when they are going about their business. So we are looking at getting in-app facility for people to get insurance. And we will demonstrate that by our algorithms showing that people, you know, above other people. So, you know, so that a customer is assured that if something goes wrong, there is a mechanism behind that to safeguard them. We're also doing a couple of other things. We're also attacking something like inappropriate behavior. And and, and we have tied up with uh, a company there called Membrace. And we are going to be actively scanning our platforms for content that is inappropriate, abusive, bullying behaviors. So we will scan data, scan images, scan every content that goes up to make sure that people feel they feel good about coming onto a platform and not see dross up there. Um, I'm afraid to say that uh, people who are uh, criminals or people who have evil intent will always be one step ahead um, in terms of fraud. And I think being part of uh, an organization like uh, the um, risk management uh, platform here uh, is useful because as I keep speaking to L and I keep speaking to other people within the community, you learn every day on how to stay, you know, at least catch up with people who have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it changes so much, doesn't it? And, you know, you find out about a new, yeah, as you say, the the, the, the bad people are, always seem to be one step ahead. So that's why, you know, communities where we share this knowledge, like marketplace risk, are, are so important, you know, for the good of the the sharing and, and gig economy economy you know at large it really does help to have that collaboration when it when it comes to all this this knowledge so I'm, I'm really pleased that you're part of the community so just to, to go back to iwi and really talk about your potential users what what would you say was um a kind of typical maybe gig or um task that might be on the platform and if we could sort of visualize a kind of you know a typical person who was using the platform what type of things are we talking about here how would you like to see that person um and what what would they be doing so we've got two personas which which we uh, focus on the first one is the typical gig worker which everybody thinks of the moment i say it i bet you're thinking of a plumber here uh, but yes trades trades people uh, are one side so people who have uh, marketable skills in terms of and it's not just plumbers electricians or whatever people who are in, in the law profession and accounting professions anywhere where they have skills which are professional skills is one persona for us and and we look at them as as being key the second one is just ordinary people and if you look at the cost of living crisis or where we are today it is estimated that 
a family is now short of about 300 to 350 pounds a month. That's a lot. That's where they are in terms of their monthly budget. So I look at a gig worker from there being just the ordinary person who says, I want to do well for my family. I can't really get a second job, you know, stacking shells over at night because it's exhausting. But I do have skills and I'd like to be able to monetize them by in my own time doing something that I learned in uni, learned from my parents, learned with, you know, uh, just just helping somebody move or, you know, I, I'll, I'll give a little example which will bring this to life. Mm-hmm. One of the large uh, organizations that we're looking to work with, I was sitting uh, with them in a meeting and the lady there is a director on the board of the organization. And halfway through it, she said, I can do portraits. Now, this is a director of a company. And she said, well, I've got small children and I'd rather be at home three days or two days a week and I can do portraits. Coming from a person like that, people want to change their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. My persona is a normal family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is it. People have these talents and skills that other people want to pay for but it takes a a platform really for them to actually you know see what's available and access it so it really does help people to actually you know unlock the potential that they have in them but also allows people to access it more easily and I love seeing technology being such an enabler in that way and and it really is sort of tech for good in that sense isn't it it is, yeah. Although I must, I must put a little joke here. My wife, uh, you know, hears me talk about all this, and and she says you can't even fix a tap, and you're looking to get the whole world getting to it. <laughs> You'll be first to get on the platform and uh, and get that plumber, won't you? <laughs> um, just in the last couple of minutes, Vikas, I would love to hear what your vision is for Iwi Earth. So, if we could picture maybe two or five years ahead, where would you like? What would you like to see? the platform looking like and you know what 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 are your goals i you know from a vision perspective i'd i'd like to see um people feel feeling good about who they are people uh, losing stress in their lives so if if as a platform yeah yeah we are a commercial venture and yes of course you know money drives things but i'd like to see people on the platform feeling less stressed about their lives because there is a method by which they can they can do well i'd like we are starting with the uk uh, and over the next 14 months we'll be going across eight major cities uh, we'll be moving into other countries like the us and then uh, there are lots of other countries where gig work is happening but it just doesn't have to be about money because that's just one side of it i'd like to be able to, to glean out from the platform of how people's lives have improved. And I think we'll be able to judge that and present that story back. I'd like to see some examples, which we will we will highlight, of how people's lives have changed um, because of EV. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if that happens, I'll feel I'm successful. 
I would love to see those two, Vikas. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. If people want to find out more about Iwi Earth, it is literally iwi.earth. That's the URL that they can have a look and, and see what you're doing um, and maybe connect with you on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being on the platform podcast today. And we look forward to seeing you at Marketplace Risk Events in the future. Thank you for tuning into the platform podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.